friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we finish up our time in the Land of a Thousand Tracks, a listener-inspired prompt that has us, oh man, it's got hell trains and like crazy, like zoo cannibals and all sorts. You should really go listen to that other episode because man, you missed a lot. It's pretty dense. Anyway, we're here to finish up that series today. And where we last left off, we had a twist, which actually isn't really much of a twist, um, frankly, but I think that we're going to do our best to make it as interesting as possible. And the twist was a cat was actually in charge of the train the whole time. So, uh, Courtney and Daniel, where do we want to start off with this twist? Because uh, given our previous stuff, I think it's actually fairly, fairly simple to go with. But I, I want to hear what you guys thought in terms of a, an extra twisty twist. Let's just have totally different um, conclusions. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Courtney, how about you? You are the post-apocalypse expert here. I'd love to hear yours first. Oh, God. Um, y- you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was thinking of um, Back to Full Metal Alchemist and the um, Chimera um, horrible creations. And I wonder if that means perhaps, um, one of the now granted, this is crossing over out of the realm of hard science into some questionable territory, but I'm wondering, um, if there's some animal that has, I don't know, perhaps had some kind of mutation or something. And that's actually the person in charge, not the, um, historical figure that we have been talking about before. Ooh. behind the scenes okay like a weird like geoengineered like or bioengineered creature of yeah. some sort yeah i kind of feel like that fits too because we have like the extreme purity aspect and then like in religions where that's the case where there's like a real emphasis on like extreme something you often end up finding that like the the leaders of that religion have something in their secret lives that like goes completely against that so i feel yeah. like that does fit so it's so it's interesting that you went that way, guys, because I had a very uh, kind of true crime inspired idea where um, you, I mean, we talked about last time where we didn't want it to be, oh, you know, the the dog told me to do it kind of like son of Sam. And I'm like, you know what? I guess that that's the direction that we're going. So I tried to make a twist out of that in and of itself, where we have the eccentric kind of crazy uh, train conductor slash leader. And I had this idea that the, the, that person would act as though a stuffed cat was giving directions and orders the entire time only to reveal that much like son of Sam, it was all an act to make everyone kind of believe otherwise. Right. Oh, that's Mm. neat. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can we reconcile can, the two. I think I was going to say yeah. we can certainly yeah. reconcile the two options for sure. Because it, it could be like multiple layers, right? Like that's what that's what the the it could be a multi twist. Like the first twist is that like it's he's he is really crazy and he is puppeting his own like fake kind of animal thing, but then we find out that there's another level that Mm. it's not that this creature's in control of his situation, but that like, maybe it's a creature within the zoo that has its own supporters. Like it's a separate sort of thing 
that's trying to pull the strings from a higher level. So there's a power vacuum that's going, or maybe there's like a power struggle that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the conductor is really aware of this creature, but it's using the fact that he has this fake religion around him to do what it really has to do. Interesting. Okay. My, my idea was, I don't know, kind of similar to both in some ways was that um, there is actually a cat in like the zoo area and because of its actions, um, or rather its actions are being interpreted in a certain way in that um, if one of like the small woodland creatures goes missing um, and the leader of the train freaks out about it and punishes the underclass for their transgressions, but it's actually just the cat eating mm. the small creature. So we could have like, Okay, I think there's a way we can make all three of these work together. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of interpretation and in that there is like a Punxsutawney Phil figure that is not actively giving, you know, like directions to its followers, but maybe they're just being interpreted that way, like kind of reconciling what Daniel had, although we can maybe have it be like a mutant of some kind as well. So it can we can add in the full metal alchemist version of it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like when it's not certain, that's kind of cool. Cause then you have a lot of interpretation. All right. Let, let's leave it fairly vague and people who want to use this idea, they can do with it as they will. Uh, but I do love the idea of like a power struggle between a, a slightly deranged conductor and a weird fanatical religious group that may or may not be interpreting things. I, I really like that idea a lot. And then the interplay between them, because I imagine that there's some level of, you know, like that the conductor is aware of and utilizes that religious fanaticism in a way, you know? No, I think that makes sense because it also gives options to someone who might be wanting to use a setting for various reasons, because now you have the ability to tell it from multiple perspectives. Um, and if you wanted to have multiple levels of twists, you could absolutely do that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Well, with our twist reconciled, folks, I think it's time that we can move on to our factions and technology that we're adding to the setting. And Courtney, what is the faction that you want to start us off with? Sure. So um, my idea was some sort of like keepers of the lightning uh, faction that are essentially the a power company union on the train. They're the ones who are in charge of um, maintaining like the power, everything that kind of takes the power from the lightning, um, they're in charge of collecting it and distributing it, um, which in turn would definitely give them a lot of power over time, given that they are basically giving life to the train. Mm -hmm. So this is most, this is specifically the, the, the power conductors or the, 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 okay. Understood. Like the mechanics, the engineers, that sort of thing. But we're not dealing with the rails here, correct? Because that's my faction, actually. No, no, this is like the train itself, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense then, yeah. So so it has to do with the, the trains rather than the, trail, than, the, than the tracks? Right, yeah. Okay, I, because like I said, my, my faction is, uh, they are mechanics and engineers as well, but they're part priest, part prisoner, they're the ones who keep the rails up and running and they're it's basically a death sentence in a lot of ways or it's an incredibly Ooh. dangerous job to have mm-hmm. which is why you have to have some level of religious 
part to it, you know, because it's like no one's going there unless they're coerced and hence part prisoner or like extremely religious or altruistic. So I, I thought that you're, uh, you're going to have those extremes. It's almost like um, the wall in game of Thrones, you know, like mm, very yeah. few people go there by choice, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that you've got two. So these are two flavors of engineering types, ones that deal with the power and ones that deal with the, the tracks themselves. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I want to, I'm glad that we're actually able to split those up because I think it's, it's fun and interesting to have those two. And I, I can, can we make your group like really hyper capitalist Courtney? Because I just love that. Yeah. That's kind of what I had in mind. Um, given that they are like in charge of distributing like where the power goes in the train. I feel like they have just so much sway. I, yeah, absolutely. Is there a class disparity between them two? Like are, are, do you envision your priest priest prisoners to the rail? Are they like more working class kind of engineers? And whereas Courtney's are more like um, intellectually, you know, think they're intellectually superior or mm. elitist types. That's what I was envisioning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing that as well, Courtney. Mm-hmm. At least for your types, you're you're you guys are like the the '80s businessman of uh, <laughs> yeah. of the tra- of the trains. Mine are like not, they're not even like blue collar workers. I would even consider them a strata below that, mm-hmm. where they're essentially uh, aesthetic monks in a lot of ways, where they oh, have okay. like essentially rags on their back That's and they're cool. traveling along. And uh, what are those things called? The the little push carts. That that used to go on old timey trip. Oh, I know. What you're yeah, talking I know about. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. 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 Anyone who's seen a Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> knows exactly what I'm talking about. Are they barefoot too? Like that's how that's how much they could give a crap less about safety concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's essentially that, right? Where it's like, okay, we don't care. We know how this is going to end. We're probably going to get ripped apart by a lightning storm or buried in a sand in a uh, dust storm. So yeah this is just our lot in life. And so in a way I, I it might even be like a, a penitent, uh, a penitent thing mm-hmm. or, or a, um, a self-flagellant thing where they actually don't wear a lot of clothes. So they feel the winds scarring their backs with dust mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe they feel the burns of the, the, the electrical burns as they're switching to like tracks and whatnot. So there's like a real religious zeal to that as well. Yeah. And I would imagine that like anybody who has survived a lightning strike would be seen as some like, I don't know, they would definitely have some like special status among that group. Like they were strong oh, enough to withstand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're essentially chosen at that point. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could also see like those that get vaporized as being seen as having some sort of afterlife. Like they've ascended to the, jellyfish mm. clouds <laughs> i i imagine that they believe that they become part of the rail yeah oh the rail itself oh, yeah. that's yeah cool. yeah so so their life it, it's you could even do like um like um an islamic sufism aspect to it where it's like there's like a cyclical nature to everything where you your body goes back to the rail from whence it came that type of thing i bet they and, carry like silver pickaxe that's like religious too Mm. yeah oh actually you know what you could even see it as a religious duty because it's like we have to keep the the loop going you know without the loop without the infinity of the Mm. of the tracks like 
you know, like the world goes wrong, essentially. Ooh, I'm seeing like a definitely like getting okay, like Wild West slash spiritual vibes, like kind of like Dark Tower. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The cowboy in the Dark Tower. Idris Elba. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King. I forget his Ro- actual name. Roland. Um, Roland, Roland yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the, that Roland this chain, I think it is. Like that yeah. kind of like wandering the West, but there's this strange spiritual like sacrifice to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I also now that you say that, I also want them to be just the most badass fighters around because it's like yeah. we're not getting raided. Mm-hmm. Like we have a religious duty. We are not getting raided at all. And they all don't nobody the can tell that they are badasses because they're just these guys in like rags and stuff. And then you walk up to them and they beat the shit out of you because they're actually like <laughs> super buff. I, I would I would imagine that there's they probably have a reputation. It's like yeah. Don't fu- don't fuck with them. Just do not fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they are incredibly badass. Don't do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I think we can move on from there. Daniel, what's your faction? The faction I had in mind is not attached to our train. Um, and I was thinking, well, in a world like this, what are the robber baron slash raiders like? And I imagined a kind of uh, uh, faction of roving Vikings that are religious in their own right and wants to take um the trains um for their own purposes and they raid them and maybe they i don't know if they're after the animals or if they're after the hydro core or what they're trying to strip the trains for but they don't have a train of their own they they attack trains and they raid them so they're they're the trainless raiders is what you're yes. saying yeah okay. maybe they like they have uh like they they have cells in a lot of the train stations so like some of them Mm. will infiltrate the train and then when it reaches a certain point that's when their guys on the in the field actually come and attack the train okay i like that yeah yeah okay we now i'm going to have a single very important like point that i have to focus on real quick one what okay it's 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 a multi-layered so i'm going to go in stages here one, what is their signature vehicle that they drive? One uh, A, it can't be a dune buggy. Let's figure it out. <laughs> obviously not. Well, obviously they drive Priuses. No, <laughs> I, I wonder if um, they are dangerous because they attack from the sky in some way. Mm. Like yeah. they found a way to ride the um, the lightning, and so to speak. Um, so whatever technology they it's use, a good Metallica maybe, album, yeah, it is. Yeah, good. like <laughs> maybe they use like old ass planes that have been modified to take energy from the lightning strikes, yeah. and they can they don't really fly. They kind of like throw themselves from point A to point B, and then crash near the train, get out, and get on it. You know, I love uh, that. I, That's good. yeah, I, I can definitely fuck with that. One hundred percent. Also, like they get to the top of mountains, and they just they get charge their planes, throw them into the storm, plot a course, and then crash near the planes. Okay, but the there there is one problem though with that is that lightning doesn't just like I, I I can't imagine that lightning can power these air these air vehicles because lightning will literally tear them apart. You know, like, well, they're pl- it's plasma, right? So maybe you know, and again, this comes back to figuring out how the science can work. And I'm sure you can, but maybe like there's certain like batteries in these these planes that they're just like charging with plasma strikes, and it's just enough to launch them into the storm and coast 
in their path to crash near the train. Okay. <laughs> like so they're not really flying. I, I was I was misunderstanding you. I thought yeah. that you were saying that they fly into oh, no. the start to to get energy. I'm like, Daniel, no. that's not how that works. These guys they are, are lunatics. They're lunatics. They go to the top of mountains where the where they can get accurate plasma strikes from the lightning right they okay, charge okay. the batteries of their horrible planes they launch themselves off these mountains ride like gliders in their crappy planes and crash <laughs> next to trains okay that they then is, raid. this is so good yeah I'm, I'm i'm far more into that idea this <laughs> honestly okay this is a weird this is a weird like tangent this reminds me of the dodo from grand theft auto 3 which was like before they added the ability to fly in general uh-huh. They had a single plane that could not fly, really. <laughs> but like you could, like you could learn how to like glide it well enough where it could. That's what I mean. Fly. And yeah, they're yeah, not really. They're, they're coasting to their destination. They're kamikaze yeah. next to the trains and right. leaping okay. out in the storm. <laughs> okay, but how do they get out of there? Because that's my other question. That is like, okay, they have a they have an enter they have an entrance strategy. Mm-hmm. What's the exit strategy here? Oh, there's no exit strategy. They want to take the train and then... then yeah, it's like, the train guess, or nothing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, command the train and then take it into wherever and then strip it. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So I they're maybe I... back to their mountain fortress where they're, you know, where they're hiding. Oh, man. Okay, now I've got this idea of, like, just a massive train graveyard. Yes. Where it's like it's a city that is basically made up of stripped trains. Yeah, because that's how they survive in those those caves. Because they got it, they they take the hydro core out, they put, add it to their um, base, they strip whatever technology they can, they take the plants and the animals. Okay, yeah, and, and, and so these are these are essentially dwarf people again. But like, actually, no, no, <laughs> they're actually, they're Vikings. No, they're orcs. They're they're, oh, they're, they're orcs. Not, yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're, orcs. they're the orcs. They're raiders. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm totally fucking down with this idea. That's amazing. I would love it if um just I love I love orc, but I would love it if like flavor wise, they're more like the Nordish um the Nordic um uh, uh Vikings from that one comedy where they're actually very polite sounding but extremely vicious. Like, what's that comedy? It's I think it's called Vikings. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're have you seen it it's That's, hilarious vikings it's, it's, is not a comedy so i'm yeah. well i'm what trying to think which one about? it is there's a show and it's and i'm sure listeners have seen it before where it's about vikings but it's a comedy it's like a dark comedy and they're extremely polite and they talk like normal but they have the funny nordic accent but they're extremely vicious because they're vikings <laughs> like i'd love for them to be kind of polite too okay i i, I have no idea what show <laughs> you're talking about but i can support like I can support the idea of polite Vikings. I'm fine. Yeah, with that. it's like unexpected when you watch the show because you're like they, they'll say something polite to you, but then the guy is like literally sticks his hand in his pants and like covers their mouth with crap in their teeth. You know, like they're horrible. <laughs> what show is this? I game? know, right? Let me watching? look it up. Let me look it up. Um, I just watched. It was so gross that uh, my wife couldn't watch. Norseman is what it's called. I've never Norseman. heard of this. Me neither. It's hilarious. Okay, so I like the idea that we're dealing with like raiders, right? With with, with like Norse raiders that are air based, they're glider based, and and I, and for some reason I also appreciate the fact that they're like almost kamikaze like as well. Where yes, not everyone's going to land on the train. Some of them are going to land in the train. <laughs> you know, like so. So in my mind, 
these gliders almost look like almost have the appearance of like a paper airplane yeah. where they're yes. very pointy to like they're spears. They're almost. total garbage. Yeah. They're they're literally yeah. battered together from the remnants of planes. Yeah. Or of trains. They could probably or just, of like, trains. I, together, I was thinking whatever well, scrap Courtney, they can yeah. 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 Uh, and and but I do I do love the idea that they're spear shaped, so they're basically like firing like yep. uh, arrows, but those arrows have people in them. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know. I mean, who knows what device they have at the top of the mountain? I don't know. Is it like a super collider that they've refitted to throw people in? I know that's outrageous because it's for particles. Is yeah. it like an insane cannon that used to exist for some like other a, purpose? Who knows? A giant ballista up there. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually just thinking of like those carnival rides that have like that are a slingshot. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And it's either you ride or die. That's their motto. Right? Oh my Amazing. No, we're not having the cool Vikings motto be ride or die. This is <laughs> it's not ride fucking... the lightning. Ride, okay, the that, lightning. ride the lightning is much that's, better. Yeah. That's acceptable. And also that can that can literally be the name of the carnival ride that they've retrofitted. Oh my god. Yeah. It's called Ride the Lightning. They've added like a Sakharov battery to it and it's like nuclear yeah. powered. And 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 also like the the lights are still a thing. Like it's still yes. yeah. on, it like, totally yeah. is. Yeah. And the music. The music yeah. still oh works. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously the music still works. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Um but okay, so let's go back to the politeness aspect of it, right? Yes. When they when they crash into this train, they're like, hey guys. We're here. We don't want any trouble. We really don't want any trouble here. You can just give us the train and we'll let you off at the next station. And then that'll be it. By polite, I mean in their discourse, they're polite, but they're actually brutal and vicious. So like, it'll kind of be like, so we're here. Some of you are going to get killed. I mean, that's just going to happen. Some of you we're going to enslave the rest, you know, we'll throw off the train, but Hey, we're going to be orderly about it. Don't worry. You know, like that's the kind well, of attitude yeah, so, they have. So they're, they're almost like pirates. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're yeah. Pirates yeah, in yeah. That way. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. But, but wait, what's wrong with being like, Hey, we're going to start, we're going to at least drop you off at the next station. Don't resist. Just get off. Otherwise we will murder and enslave you. Because the ruthlessness comes from them realizing that they have to have every resource possible at their disposal. So like there's either there's no survivors or they take all the people with them because they need the human labor. I was going to say taking the people because if they're kamikaze flying into train, they're going to be losing a lot of people. So I feel like there's a way to get more. Back. I'm thinking back to the show, like where the Vikings take slaves and they integrate them into their society. So that's kind of what they do. Like there's no survivors from when they take a train. Mm-hmm. Like they no okay. longer like consider you like a train person after they've taken you. Like yes. you're just part of their, their group now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then of course, if you try and escape, then you're the first one strapped into the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a yeah. great honor to ride the lightning too. Like it's like <laughs> Chrome and Mad Max. Like yeah, the, yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, um, guys, this is okay. This is dumb as hell, 
I love, I love every it. second of it. I love oh, yeah. it. And we're still sticking. We're still adhering to all of the prompts. No magic. <laughs> uh, this is definitely scientifically sound. Totally sound. 100%. Look, it's, yeah. but but we but we acknowledge that it's a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. But <laughs> it's doable, right? I mean, totally. see, the, the reality is, what you have like a hard science setting, right? Or even like a soft science setting that's trying to not break basic laws of physics. Usually, the writing crew has as a bunch of uh, consultants that are science people. So Mm -hmm. what we would do if this was legit is we would go to them and say, look, I need to launch a bunch of human beings off of a mountain (laughs) into an electrical storm. And with limited energy, I need to get them to travel, I don't know, 100 miles. How can I make that happen? (laughs) Then the physicists get to work. (laughs) Oh, my God. Not my problem. They got to figure it out. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So we've got some technological aspects that we're going to be introducing here. Daniel, see, considering you're the one who brought up the uh, the hard science aspect of it, what hard what hard science did you bring to to us today? Um, more more totally sound um, scientific scientifically valid concepts. Um, I was thinking about a mutagen of some kind. Of course, um, you were. <laughs> but not you know not like a, a rage virus or zombie nonsense none of that something like says the the most the most critical thing i think we've one of the things critical things we've just determined that's on the trains one is water and two is um the animals we also introduced this kind of potential being that exists on the our train that's like a some kind of chimera. So I was thinking about that, and I'm wondering: is there some kind of vi- virus or some kind of mutation that's introduced into livestock that either transforms them in some way or corrupts them in some way? Um, and I don't. I can leave open to interpretation what those two things mean. But the sense that it's it's introduced into the livestock and it could either cause problems for food or it could literally change the animals in some way. Well, if we're going with our train specifically, like our, our reverse Noah's Ark, I would imagine that whatever the mutagen is, it makes whatever whatever animals in it sterile, like completely. Like it's a Ooh, it's a sterilizing yeah. agent. Mm, yeah, I like that. Yeah, or maybe if it, they do breed, they like are messed up somehow. Hmm. hmm. Like it corrupts future generations, so you can't really breed them. Oh, it creates chimeras. That would be it. Because usually um, when you have those animals that can't breed, that the result can't breed. Yes, I, that's actually yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. I was thinking of um, ligers, for example. Like yeah. you, can cross, you can crossbreed them, but they cannot themselves mm-hmm. reproduce. Yeah, that's what they do. So that's how that's their lock on the on the, the animals they have. Like some of them may be stolen or escaped, but they're the product that they breed can't breed. And it's usually like stuff that, that is, they can't eat either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That, well, yeah, I, I agree with the part where they're breeding animals to where their spawn can't breed. I really appreciate mm-hmm. I, I like that aspect. Yeah. As well, yeah. And it's like substandard meat or quality of food, you know, qualitative yeah. material. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Um, and is this an, a just our train thing or is this an everywhere train thing? I'm assuming it's just our train. I think based on how you talked about it, I'd say it's just this train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Courtney, what about you? What technology are you bringing us today? Sure. So um, one technology I had in mind was um, like track laying tech, uh-huh. um, which 
I, I'm not sure how this would fit in with your faction, but um, the idea of being able to manufacture um, or even pick up rails as trains go along and then place the, tra the those tracks down in front so you can sort of make new um, routes and potentially like destroy ones that you've been on as a way to basically cover your tracks and um, set up alternate routes that might be safer, might lead into terrain that others haven't gone into yet. That is so cool. Interesting. Very interesting. That's so cool. That changes the game. Like, <laughs> Okay. The, the one, the one question I kind of have is it's, it's, you're picking up the track as you go across it, I'm assuming, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. But I, I, I'm having a hard time picturing how you would place it in front of you to create something new. I don't think trains work that way. I'm pretty sure they don't. You're correct. Okay. <laughs> you, could, you could have a... So at the front of the train, you could have something that gets fired out on the on the track ahead of you. So even faster. Mm -hmm. And it goes... It fires out. It has like one dude in it. And that dude has to like literally delink it at, at, at like super speed and, and switch the track. And then he kind of like, I don't know, deploys himself off the, the track and then lands back on the train. So it'd be this crazy like fire him full or like a bullet. He alters the track and then launches himself back to the train. Yeah. I'm not following there. I'm sorry. I think I, I think I see what you mean, Daniel. It's yeah. like just a way for like a crew or even a single person to get mm -hmm. like far enough ahead that they can um, lay the tracks down properly and then have some way of getting back maybe. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking like, okay, you got a guy in like a little, a little tiny caboose, uh, one man little vessel it gets deployed in front, so it's 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 in the it's in the the head of the train somehow, and you you set it up on the tracks in front of the train, so it's moving with the train, right? But then he pulls a lever and it shoots him super far ahead on the tracks, so that, at like rocket speed. Then he comes to a stop. He only has honestly like fifteen seconds before the train's going to catch up with him. That's behind him. So at that point, he's got to like lift the track out or, or like divert the track so he can alter the because we're trying to alter the track ahead, right? So then once he's done that, now, I don't know, maybe he pushes a button that, that rockets him off the tracks and he's got to land back on the train as it approaches. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're really stretching. This. Yeah, this is maybe, like, yeah. this maybe. is like a stretch and a half. This is a stretch Armstrong for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it can be done. It's just a matter of science. You know, I don't think you understand how trains work. <laughs> what's what's like, wrong with that? Everything like, I described doesn't violate how trains work. Oh, no. Okay. My point is you have city-sized trains. Uh -huh. They would require like pretty hardy and specific tracks to travel along. Yep. So it's it's a matter of you're not just going to be spitting out like you can't like you can't just be spitting out little tracks ahead of the time. Like it makes no sense to me. Well, so that's because we're thinking about trains as they are now. Right. So we talked about the trains may have tracks that are not quite what we imagine to be regular tracks. Like, so for example, say, say if, if one iteration of the setting is that the tracks aren't tracks, they're superconducting tunnels. Right. So it's, they're not actual physical tracks, they're magnetic pathways. That would be one idea. So what that person might be doing is once he gets out there, he like changes, I don't know, the magnetic pathway. So it's a different path or he adds to it. And so he's not literally laying physical tracks down. He might be in that case, changing an energy field. So that's one way to think about it, but I'm not saying like, that's what we're okay. doing. Specifically. All right. Yeah. 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 Cause, yeah. 
Because in my head, I'm thinking of like, I, it, it, my brain is still physical track. <laughs> physical track. Yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. Like, I thought, Could I you thought imagine? we didn't want to do like grab lab stuff. I thought that was well, something that we were trying to stay Yeah, we don't. I'm just saying, like, that's one way to think about it. Okay. As if okay. you didn't want to do physical tracks. <laughs> and another gotcha. idea would be instead of like removing tracks behind, just have something on the train that can manufacture new tracks. Oh, 3D and, like, prints them. Oh, that's cool. And, and obviously the, the biggest difference would be like, it's, in, it's much slower and like way less stable than a regular track. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of left as like a, um, as a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As like, like a last resort type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I definitely okay. picture this mm-hmm. not as something that trains would do like all the time, but just yeah. if like they need to, for whatever reason. Um, you know what? I bet it's so if it's like part of the train or part of the track is broken yeah. or they have to go around some like fallen object or something, they can create something that they can temporarily go around, but it's basically yeah. like a one and done type situation. Right. I mean, I could even see, you know, instead of a person, they have these modules on the train Mm -hmm. that can get shot onto the tracks that are actually giant 3D printers. They shoot ahead and they start printing parts of the track and then the thing literally dissolves and they rush through it. I like that. Yeah. Instead of like a, instead of like a cow catcher on the front, it's like a (laughs) very fast 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be crazy? And and see now, Daniel, now I'm on board because now I can understand like (laughs) physical tracks. Yeah. This, uh, this is not like magic tracks. Like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I I mean, I saw, I saw this one video of a house being 3D printed that's done in two days. It's insane. It prints the whole frame of the house and like part of the interior. Wow. That's impressive. Okay. I see. Okay. The, now, we can do now that now. Can at least, yeah. With now concrete. I can at least accept it. I can, I can at least accept this type of thing. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I not, really like not Daniel's printer. magical, like, <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that disgusted me so much, <laughs> but I was like, I, like in my brain, I'm like, man, fuck you, Daniel. Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> those, those would be more, far more futuristic sort of tracks. Ex- exactly. It's like, like the, the way that you were describing, I'm like, why the fuck do we have tracks then? You can just make your own track. You just have a bunch of flying like two yeah. vehicles going on. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and that's way worse because now we're uh-huh. getting into uh, that shitty series the where the cities are on wheels. What's that? Oh, there's, oh God, I know it's just a mortal. And there's like a, there's like a yeah. zombie cyborg dad. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Uh, well, and then you have to deal with 360 like kind of roller coaster shapes, right? <laughs> Oh my fuck off, Daniel. <laughs> Which yeah. would be oh awesome, God. by the way. Daniel, no. <laughs> and there'd Wait be like jets and tubes. Oh Wait, my can, God. can we can we make that can we make that ride the lightning instead? It, where it's like <laughs> it's just an incomplete uh roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> they, like, they shoot like, themselves like, off the mountain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Oh I just love God, those Vikings. So... <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually super dumb and amazing, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> okay, good lord. Um, all right, now that we're <laughs> all right, now that we're done with the technology bits, I think it's time that we switch on over to our plot hooks, where we roll some dice and figure out some stories to fit within the world itself. Daniel and Courtney, are you ready? Very ready. Excellent. I'm on my roller coaster right now. <laughs> Strapping in. Are you strapping in to ride the lightning, Daniel? Yep, ready to ride the lightning. All right, let's go. So let's pull up the thing. Okay. 
So the genre for this first plot hook is going to be superhero, which I think is fairly easy. The subject is going to be an historical figure. So we've got an historical figure in a superhero setting. Uh, well, the set the setting is more like loosely based around our train set. And the role and the theme that we're going to be rolling with is love. So we've got an historical <laughs> figure with a theme of love and what we're dealing with kind of is like a loose superhero genre story that we can tell within this train world. So what are we thinking for that? I assume we still have to abide by the principles of the setting, right? For the most part. I think that when it comes to the plot hooks, if we want to take it to a different genre, we can. But So the superheroes can't actually be supernatural anyway. Well, actually, I mean, not all superheroes need to be supernatural. Just look at Batman, the Punisher, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. And actually, the first thing that comes to mind is a pretty damn cool idea where, okay, we, we brought up the idea of the um, the rail priests, the ones who are in charge of maintaining the tracks, right? Yeah, they're mm -hmm. badass. So why not have it be we have a, a, a rail priest whose love is taken and it's the rail priest has to shirk his responsibilities for just a moment to go and retrieve his lost love. And she was taken by a Viking. <laughs> Wait, can, can, does it, does it have to be a Viking? Can we instead go for the, um, be, can we instead go for, they were taken by the power company? Cause I think that's a more interesting dynamic. They were taken we by the power company and then the power company was busted into by Vikings. <laughs> Daniel, not everything has to be about the Vikings. And then, okay, and then once he actually finds her, he realizes that she's integrated with Viking society. Courtney, what do you think about this idea? How do you think? Like, <laughs> I wanted to introduce, I wanted, I, I think that the power dynamic that is like incredibly wealthy versus dirt poor in that conflict, I think is really interesting. And that's why I wanted to do it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do like the, that's where I was going to with the um, the track priests or whatever we were calling them. Um, and also going back to the idea of like people in that group being struck by lightning and surviving are seen as like Ooh. heroes themselves. Yeah, like, there you go. What if in okay. order to save um, his or her love, this person had to like essentially like go climb on the outside of a train and was struck by lightning multiple times by being exposed to the elements during a storm, um, but still managed to push through and and save his his loved one. Absolutely. Uh, so I can I can definitely see that. I can also see it if we're doing it as a crew as well, where it's like the small crew of rail priests. They're all like considered to be the superhero squad, right? <laughs> Where is a super villain? Uh, the Lex Luthor, which is the power company. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like a dude in there that's now is the power company on a train? The, Courtney, that's really on you. That's what I had in mind. Like, um, that when these trains get to a certain size, like they need some sort of group to um, oversee like power distribution and collection and storage and all of that. Um, and that in particular in our train, it's this like massive super city. 
Um, so theirs would be particularly large and powerful. So I was envisioning them being actually on mm. the train itself. And that makes it a really fun and interesting infiltration scenario mm. where it's, I mean, it's, it's the simplest thing, but you could basically make it like, um, well, I was going to say diehard, but that actually that, an, that analogy doesn't really work, does it? But the idea of like a group infiltrating the rich train mm. in order to rescue someone, I think that's like such a, such like a classic scenario. And I want to run with something like that. Oh yeah. Cause he, they didn't need the, the priest guy would have to get himself on the crew of repairing that particular train. So he, then he could dock with the power company when it goes to be repaired or to be re- refueled or whatever. At the actually that's to that's, get her. Yeah. Just getting mm-hmm. onto the train in and of itself would be like an intro, mm-hmm. like a, crazy scenario so that's absolutely one way of doing it. i mean it's basically a a train heist which is great like we should totally have a train heist in this setting yeah i mean you you kind of have to right yeah although it's not necessarily a heist because it's not like they're trying to take over the train like the vikings do daniel that one was for you but it's a matter of they're trying to like smash and grab like there's one thing that we want we don't have to take on the paramilitary that's inside Mm -hmm. we just have to grab this one person and get on out it's of it. It's a stealth operation, basically. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it's a um, it's a saving private Ryan moment. That's <laughs> yeah, what it right, is. Right. Yeah. Also, okay. Daniel, I have an idea to help. Um, what if like a sidekick figure? What God if a sidekick figure was one of the Vikings? <gasps> a Viking? Yes. Like, a young a young, impressionable Viking who's gonna help yeah. these people get onto the train because that's what he's been trained to do. It's it's okay. okay. It's it's okay. a priest dude, right? What a better friend to have, but someone who's totally opposite ethos, but also also reveres the lightning of Viking. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Yep. You yep. know, yeah, that's fine. And he's the muscle to the well, I mean the, the, the priest is the muscle too, but he's like the muscle to the priest's smarts and muscle. Also now I'm picturing that like techno Viking guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great. Absolutely. He's a sidekick. That would be hilarious. Yes. All right. But he's All bigger right. than the priest. Oh, yeah. The sidekick yeah. is usually a smaller. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the the Viking is basically a barbarian where he's like, yeah, I'm going to like I'm going to like punch and throw you off the train. Whereas mm-hmm. like the, the rail priests are essentially like, OK, I know Frail martial dudes. arts, you know, yeah, like exactly. we're, we're, I know martial arts also. You know, like, well, actually, no, there's no also. I just know martial arts. I'm going to kick your ass. And, you know, and he's he's on board partially because he wants something from the power company, something ridiculous and amazing. Mm-hmm. I think just the idea of infiltrating the power company train in and of itself would yeah. be like a big thing. Like he, he wants a back. trophy from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I think that plot hook's good. I think we can move on to our next one and let's see what we're going to be. So the genre that we're going to be rolling with is going to be science fiction. Okay. We're already there. That's fine. And then the subject is going to be a monster. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the theme is going to be metamorphosis. So we've got a monster in a sci-fi setting We've got metamorphosis on the brain. Um, let's talk about something that we haven't really talked too much about yet. What do we, and actually Daniel, your chimeras are already kind of there with that, aren't they? Yeah. Although I, I feel like we have, we, we did do a lot with them. But I wonder, we haven't really talked too much about the jellyfish. Mm. I'm okay with that. What I, think, I? <laughs> I, think, I think utilizing them as like a plot device and like uh-huh. having them, 
be in the background as like some kind of like, oh no, it's a plot device. That's fine. You know, like. What um, if instead of um, focusing on the animals in the zoo, we turn our focus to the plants? And what ooh. if something in that mutagen that you brought up, Daniel, mm -hmm. um, over time just like bled into the environment and caused a very gradual mutation that maybe people just didn't notice at first and over time something kind of horrible came about from it some sort of okay. like plant monster creature runaway kudzu mm -hmm. this is the part this is the part where we can look at the the prompt where it says no magic no like heart in and hard physics and say mm. fuck that our ideas are super cool we're going to go somewhere <laughs> else with it I haven't violated thinking, those principles. No, 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 no. I, well, yeah. we've bent, we've bent it. The giant yeah, jellyfish, we bent it. That's yeah. fine. Okay? Yeah, that's fine. Can be explained. But no, here's where we can just be like, fuck it, let's break it in half. All right, because mm. my idea is that you know, with all the genetic runoff that goes, because they have to reuse everything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a genetic runoff that you mix the mutagen with it being repurposed in a hydroponic plant, and now you can have these weird animal plant hybrid mm. chimera that daniel was talking about where they're like just really fucked up mix mat mismatches of like plants and animals i think that'd be an interesting way to introduce it as well yeah and i'm so totally like annihilation yeah and i'm totally picturing oh. it too as like an alien type scenario where like yes. stuff breaks loose into the rest of the train and yeah i like oh, that and we have a plant train so like this train's been totally overcome by this Ooh, this yeah. life form, and now the plant train's running by itself, and it's like enveloping tracks and creating a natural disaster. See, look, this yeah. is what happens when you take the rules that you've been bending and just fucking snap them in half. Like fuck and those then rules. Imagine if that train like crashed into a station. Like yeah, and that it affects oh, the station. Man. Okay, and, and, that, and now you have your perfect Resident Evil mm -hmm. situation that you can run into. Yeah. We just came up with like four plot hooks in a row. Like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like, one right after another. Okay. Then you got to investigate because like, mm -hmm. oh man, we got to pass through the zone, you know, and mm -hmm. the zone is known for, for weird stuff happening there and it's the fucking plants. Yeah. yeah. And those plants killed all the Vikings and it was really tragic. And, no, um... my Vikings are safe <laughs> in their own mountain. <laughs> uh, okay. No, no, your, your Vikings are fine, Daniel. I, I know. They're, they're cool. I like your Vikings. They're cool. Okay. They're, they're really, it's really nice to live there, even if you're a slave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daniel, I think it's best to move on. Um, <laughs> But okay, that was that was actually super easy. I think that's going to do it for the plot hooks, and I think that's going to do it for this episode. Is there anything that we want to revisit or or touch on? Are there any questions that we need to ask before we move on? I'm trying to think of any ways I can ruin um, <laughs> what we've established so far, but I'm running out of ideas. All right, so I, I guess not then. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then that's going to do it for this episode of World Build with us. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Kaiser for the really interesting world building prompt. Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always shoot us an email at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a tweet over at Let's World Build on Twitter. And if you want to join our community, you can go ahead and do so by just coming on the Discord. That's cool. 
And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can always donate to our Patreon. Links for those in the description. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together. Until next week. 